Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and with me as always, Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And exciting times. This show is going to be uh, certainly full of passion and excitement because this week in gold and silver was every bit as good, if not better, than last week. And a big congratulations right off the bat. Uh, there has been a tremendous amount of traffic coming through Guildhall. And so that warm congratulations to those who have stepped foot inside the domain of uh, Guildhall Precious Metals and decided to own some gold and silver. Those that bought a diamond this week, congratulations on that as well. We have some news on diamonds. But to get the show started, I will remind everyone that as we're discussing gold and silver, we are experts in the ownership of physical gold, physical silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. We can help you store it. We can help you to buy it and sell it. We can talk about different types of products. We can help you to move product around the world. Those are things that we are passionate about. We are not your financial planners. We are not your advisors. We are experts in the area of precious metals and natural fancy colored diamonds. And we are going to talk about all those things today. And uh, the news of the week, very interestingly enough, on the heels of what we discussed over the last couple of weeks, is really focusing in on what is happening in the U.S. market right now, which is an inversion of the yield curve. And whether we realize it or not, we are on the cusp of what I believe is the greatest financial crisis the modern world has ever known. And it all revolves around debt. Practically every nation in the world is in debt, but it is far worse than most people realize. You know that $22 trillion U.S. debt that we throw around, that number, Jeremy, we talk about all the time? Well, that's the U.S. national debt. That is not including the unfunded liability numbers, which raises that total debt to a staggering $125 trillion. And to put that into perspective, the value of all U.S. assets, that includes real estate, buildings, technology, intellectual property, infrastructure, all the big business giants, all of that combined all together is worth just a bit more than that at about $155.8 trillion. So about 80% of that number is representative of the $125 trillion in unfunded liabilities. This is about debt. And when we see the inversion of that yield curve, it brings about the change of tides, the recessionary problems. What is the yield curve? Well, let's delve into that. Jeremy, you were reading what I was reading this week. Tell our listeners a little more about what the yield curve is. Yeah, and we've talked about this in the past. I, I think we first brought it up on our show over six months ago because we knew as the Fed was raising interest rates uh, up and through 2018 that that was going to be an issue with inverting the yield curve. So what it is, it means essentially that if you're going to uh, get, in, in a Canadian term, a GIC, that a short-term bond or GIC or treasury note would in, usually give you a lower rate then the further out you go, meaning the longer you hold a debt instrument and get a return on it, the higher the interest should be. When the yield curve inverts, it means there's a premium on the short-term loans. So you're going to get more money having it in the bank for a shorter amount of time or in a debt instrument like a bond, a treasury, a GIC, than you would holding it out longer and longer. So this is not good for economies. Anytime that the yield curve has inverted, 
um, there's been a recession and it's usually happened within about, I believe, nine months. So it's in the mail. And obviously, you know, Darren, you're seeing the mainstream media all over the globe is worried about a global slowdown now. It is. And in fact, brought along a good, uh, important article uh, from Craig Hemke over at Sprott. And he was on CNBC uh, this week. And actually, they had well, him, they on him on there. They let him on. It was a very short interview, and he followed up with this article, uh, which is uh, on GoldSeek called The Yield Curve Nose. And uh, this article, in fact, talks about global interest rate plummeting to historically negative lows. But because we're here in the West and we haven't experienced this quite yet, like they have in Europe and Japan and other areas of the world, we have yet to really absorb the, the potential potential magnitude of what an inverted yield curve is and what negative interest rates will mean to us. And essentially, he's just saying, look at the numbers. And in the article, he points out very clearly that if we look at the three hallmark treasury bills, which are treasury notes in the U.S. Federal Reserve, which are the way we kind of measure the economy and its health and how it's going, it's the three-month, the two-year, and the 10-year, you'll see that between May and now, there is a substantial drop in the value and it's showing in fact in chart form that the yield is now inverting and going and doing exactly as you said so this is an important article as far as i'm concerned because it shows that the entire u.s yield is now inverted in the funds uh, in the fed funds at an effective rate of 2.15 and the long bond at 2.13 means they still plan to go lower so it's going to force this into an even worse case scenario than it already is projected to be. And uh, as Trump tweeted this week, he wishes they would have taken three points off of the or, or 75 basis points off of the federal funds rate when they cut it last week. But lo and behold, uh, we can expect more of the same. The, the quantitative easing, the printing, the falling of the stock market, uh, the, the peak coming gone. And what performs well when that happens? are only a handful of assets in the world, the best of which are physical precious metals, gold and silver. www.guildhallwealth.com. That's the website where you can go to find out more information about this. And while you're there, check out our products, the e-store, the depository, all the options for accounts. You can view them while you're on that website. Now, Jeremy, practically every other developed country in the world is in debt. In terms of national debts alone, we just mentioned the U.S. has $22 trillion. Well, China, $9.5 trillion, Germany, $2.2, UK, two, uh, $3.5, uh, Canada here at home, $1.8 trillion in national debts, and the list goes on and on. And those don't include unfunded liabilities like we just talked about in the U.S., which brings those numbers to a staggering, hard-to-conceptualize um, amount. In terms of the yield curve itself, tell me, uh, what are your thoughts about how that's going to impact gold and silver? Well, we, we know that with the yield curve inverting that, that we're heading into a recession after the stock market has gone up for over a decade. And the I don't know if it's a recovery or if it's growth. They're, they seem to be one in the same, but I don't know if we ever actually recovered because interest rates never got back up to a, even a normal 6% range. And the Fed didn't really pay down their balance sheet and the, and the debts around the globe didn't really go down. So I don't know if we actually had a recovery or if it was just in sort of a, how, do, how, would, you, how would you call it, like a, a secular bubble in the, the collapse of the currency. So here we are, debt, the yields in, 
inverting, inverting and uh, a recession's coming. And now everyone's talking about more low interest rates, going to negative interest rates, and even more quantitative easing. Well, it may have worked for an interim after 2008 through 2009-10-11, but it's not going to work this time because this time around, there will not be the confidence in these central banks that people just handed over back in 2008. People are already questioning the Fed. They're already questioning central banks' power. And confidence is a very fragile thing and can disappear very quickly. So when you start adding the debts into the system that don't work, that is going to wreak havoc on the currencies themselves. We're going to see what we've already been seeing in a very stealth way over the last several years is that the currencies are going to not just go down at a slow pace. They're going to start going down at a rapid pace because how do you pay back all these debts unless you, unless you devalue the currency rapidly? Well, do you want to live through that inflationary environment when they deflate the currencies? It's not going to be good, but it is going to be good if you have an opportunity, if you're smart about it and you're looking at ways to, to hedge inflation. And that's where the precious metals come in because they've done – they have a history of doing incredibly well through those type of inflationary times. Um, Peter Schiff, for example, was talking about Argentina recently where their dollar lost 25% and the stock market lost 25% and gold went up 50% in that currency. So that is how it works when you have a hyperinflationary moment. And I think when the negative rates come to North America, I think that's when it's going to really start to – peak people and perk up their ears and they're going to start to see, oh, this is a real, real problem. Of course, the price of gold and silver, I suspect, will be much, much higher at that point and people are going to be paying a higher premium for higher priced product in order to, to hedge against inflation when they finally realize it's actually happening. And by the way, if you want to know if it's actually happening, the CPI index came out this week or the CPI came out this week week, right, Darren? The consumer price index, and it was already over 2%. So what, what is the 2% that the Fed's fighting? They want to get to inflation. They want you to pay more for stuff. They want you to pay more for your cans of Coke and your bottled water and your, your rice and your pasta. They want you to pay more for everything. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about that because Trump is playing a deadly game with China. And on a global perspective, this is one of the fundamental reasons we own precious metals is because of that instability globally and that geopolitics plays a role in. And in addition to that, we're also going to talk about an example of 2,000 ounces using allocated financing. How can I get silver at a steep discount? You can using allocated financing. We're going to show you how when we come back. We're going to discuss more about the inverted yield curve and the possibility of recession and why precious metals loves this time. You're seeing the prices go higher. Now's the time to own it. You can do so by simply going over to guildhallwealth.com or calling one eight seven seven eight silver It's one eight seven seven eight silver And if you want to buy straight from our e-store, you can shop from the comfort of your own home. You can put this into an RSP or TFSA. We still have the gram of gold giveaway for every 5,000 US you put into a registered account, we will give you a free gram of gold up to 10 grams maximum. 
You can store it through our depository. And when we come back, we'll talk about allocated financing. That and much more on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You are tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long. And Jeremy, in our first segment, we talked a little bit about the news of the week, certainly something that we've been watching for a while now in our anticipation of the tides changing, as we talked about last week on the show, and this whole notion that recession is uh, is maybe only a few months, maybe less than a year away, uh, and the inverted yield curves that are being presented now and the negative interest rates around the world that we've been discussing over the last few weeks, all pointing to one thing, which is the reality that in this day and age, why would you hold something that's producing negatively when you could hold something like gold or silver, which has been producing positively? Now, that being said, an interesting point about this past week I know people watch the price of gold and silver in U.S. dollars. However, this past week, gold hit its all-time high in multiple currencies across the world. How does this happen at a time when the U.S. dollar isn't doing the same thing? Well, you know, look, it, it did hit, um, according to Bill Murphy at GATA, it's gold's at all-time highs in over 73 countries. And that's because... Yes, the U.S. dollar might be hanging in there in terms of its strength. Artificially. But it, it's all the other currencies that are losing value, right? And uh, this past week, even New Zealand dropped their interest rate. I think India dropped their central bank, dropped the interest rate as well. And so central banks are all starting to say, oh, we need, we want inflation. I don't, it's, it's a crazy thing what these central banks want. Um, and they shouldn't be telling us what, what our economies need or don't need. But um, – even with the, the New Zealand dropping their interest rates, that's that's not a good thing for the New Zealand dollar, no. right? In, lower interest rates are not a good thing for the value of your dollar. Think about it this way, and this is how it traditionally was, right? If the interest rate is stronger to a point, that means that dollar has value. Once you go beyond that, let's say into – you know, we've seen this in, in South American countries. We saw this in Greece, where once you get into like 30% for the, you know, on the, on the bonds for those currencies, that's a non-trustworthy currency. So typically you want to have good strength, but now we're trying to head into this area where interest rates are going in negative. Here's what you get with that. You're going to put your money into a bond because you have no, and you have no choice. You're looking to not take risk. And you're going to literally get back less money. Well, one of the biggest issues with gold to, to some people is the opportunity cost, that it costs 1% to store it. Well, if you're losing 1% to own a bond, right, and it costs you only 1% to, to hold gold, you might as well lose that 1% to the storage of real physical gold knowing that gold is going to be rising in this type of environment. So this idea of the opportunity cost, um, you know, I would say it's the one thing about negative interest rates that I like, that people don't have the excuse to not own gold because it doesn't pay a dividend and there's an opportunity cost. But there is an, also an opportunity cost to hold stocks in this environment where the currencies are losing value. It doesn't matter if the, if the stock goes up 5%, if the dollar's losing more than 5% a year, you have to be aware of that. That's not an investment. That's a losing proposition. And on that 5%, you have to pay capital gains, right? So it's even worse. So 
are you going to now pick stocks and get 20% gains? Because that's what you need to get on a regular basis to, to battle inflation. And we know that going into a recession, stocks go down and precious metals go up. Well, listen, for me, the bare naked ladies are going to be rewriting if I had a million dollars. It's going to be now if I had a billion dollars, I'd be rich. Because the truth is that when currency loses value, there is only one place you can put your money to gain value, which has historically been precious metals. Put it in gold, put it in silver, make sure it's physical. Because when you take an ounce out of the market with a firm like Guildhall, you can rest assured nobody else gets that ounce. You can't say the same thing about other paper options that are out there. And uh, when it comes to Guildhall over at guildhallwealth.com, we want you to understand the importance of knowing where your product is. So when you store that product with Guildhall, not only is it there uh, every day, and not only do you get your updated reports, and not only do you know what the value of your holdings are, you can go see it. You can hold on to it. It's your product. You can take it out of there anytime you like. If you're holding it just through a depository account and it's not in a registered account, we're not using allocated financing, which we're going to talk about an example in a minute, you're able to come and go as you like. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver And uh, Jeremy, when it comes to that, the most frequent question we get asked is, why store product? Why would I go ahead and put silver or gold in a vault when I can just easily take it home? Yeah, and I think that for, uh, for up to a certain amount of product, people should take it home. Uh, we tell them to do that too. It's, it's great to have some gold in a safety deposit box, uh, maybe some maples at home. Uh, there, there's nothing wrong with having that sort of instant liquidity if you needed it just to have it around. But once you get up to a certain amount of product where you're really storing your wealth, you're protecting your wealth, you, you should consider insured and secured depository services. And one of the biggest reasons to have it, not just because it's insured and because it's safely stored, right, is liquidity. What does that mean? It means I have, I'll give you two examples, two anecdotes. I had a client once who needed a, a quick $100,000 and he didn't use the depository and he had to spend all day getting the product to us. And then when we were able to give the check, he realized he had to drive back to his bank because he had a specific bank. And so he spent yet another day. So it's a lot of logistics to bring a lot of product back and get money if you needed it right away versus I have another client who needed $150,000 recently very quickly and literally within 24 hours he had a check in his hand. He, we were able to sell the product. We were able to put the money in his hand. Uh, by the way, he is buying back his product. But, um, but that's just what liquidity means. It means gold and silver are the most liquid assets in the world. But if you have it stored somewhere where where you don't have the ability to liquidate that product, now you have all these logistics involved. And so I think that's one of the big things that the depository answers, as well as knowing that it's fully secured, fully insured, that you can go to the vault and, and audit your product, that there's no obligation. You can take delivery anytime that you want, go and pick it up or have it, have it shipped. So I think there's a lot more advantages to having a stored product than just, well, I don't want to pay to have it stored. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Let's extend that to okay. an example that we put through this week for a client. It was a 2,000 ounces uh, in an allocated financing account, which means he got 20 100-ounce Royal Canadian Mint silver bars. Uh, the market value, approximate market value, was around, give or take, about thirty-four to 35000 U.S., 
And the cost of that ownership, as opposed to spending the thirty-four, thirty-five thousand U.S., the cost of those uh, ounces in actual outlay was about. 20, just under 20,000 Canadian, the way it was set up. So he used 30% equity, I mean, he put down 30%. He had a commission on top of that. He combined those two together, and that's the percentage he laid out in terms of the total metal value. So he basically paid $10 an ounce. Basically paid about $10 an ounce. In a market where we're at seventeen twenty-five. That's right. And uh, stayed somewhat uh, slightly conservative. He didn't maximize his potential of this account in terms of his total ownership. He could have had a few more ounces for the same outlay and uh, in terms of going forward that 2,000 ounces put to work for him over the next 36 months we did a projection of where the price could go and including that cost of storage we were just talking about which is storage you can access you can touch your product you can hold it take photos of it know it's there you get your inventory report as well if the price of silver over the next 36 months not prior to but over the next 36 months goes to $25 an ounce he will have around, give or take, about a 37% return on his money, meaning that 20000 will be roughly about 26500 26, Okay, That's a move just up to $25 an ounce from where we are right now. And if I told you just a few months ago we were at $14 an ounce and now we're at 17 and change, well, then you're well on your way if you open up one of those accounts. So it would not surprise me to see Silver do that before spring. Yeah, and I, I think... Um, this type of account does make sense for those who um, I've seen it work really well. Let's say, for example, you have a client with 3,000 ounces of silver mm -hmm. and they take that last 1,000 ounces. So they have two, they take that last 1,000 ounces and they double it. So now they have 4,000 ounces of silver and essentially they only have a quarter of the position that's financed. Right. Right. But when the market's rising, you now have a have a have a, a standing position that's easy to take profit on because, you know, you started with three, now you have four. The market's moving up, and you have a position to take profit. So that's something that you could look at as a way to use the financing. There's lots of different ways that people approach the financing and what works for them. And uh, you know, certainly if you have an interest in that and something about that makes sense or you want to you wanna discuss some other strategies, you can call us because we've been doing uh, the precious metals market for over a decade plus. We know how the financing works and how the allocation works, and we're happy to discuss different ways that people get involved in these markets. Well, either way, coming forward, uh, going through the rest of the year, we expect much of the same. Uh, we're going to talk about rate decreases, the possibility of money printing. We've got that information on a new diamond that's very significant, as well as what's up with the Argyle uh, mine, some information there. That and much, much more as we come back. But before we go to break, this is, in my view, going to be a very significant period of time, Jeremy. What I want to do when we come back is I just want to extend this discussion out to what real potential gold and silver have and where they could really head if the right set of ingredients were put all into the bowl at once. If this perfect storm comes to fruition, then let's discuss where the potential of gold and silver really is. I think that we're, in terms of the potential of this happening, we're as close as we've ever been to seeing that perfect storm. So let's discuss that when we come back. And uh, more on the inverted yield curves as we've been talking about through this show. You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Segment number three of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. And welcome back from the break. Thank you for staying tuned. And uh, we've been discussing 
one side of what we do to help people ensure their wealth, to build their wealth, and that is precious metals, Jeremy, gold, silver. And now going through this third segment here, let's touch base a little bit on the other side of that coin, which is natural fancy colored diamonds. We have this week a fairly significant find uh, outside of the domain of the traditional Argyle pink diamonds in Russia, another place in the world that serves up uh, a portion of that remainder of 10% of pinks that come elsewhere other than the Argyle mine. And they found uh, what is now being cut down to a 14.83 carat diamond named the Spirit of the Rose, which was cut in Moscow. Uh, it was found by Alrosa PJSC. It's expected to fetch one of the biggest prices ever for a diamond when they put it up for sale later this year. Of course, that's going to coincide with the tail end of the bidding for the Argyle Tender, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and they're saying that this diamond may fetch in U.S. dollars as much as 60 to $65 million which would set a new record for the per carat price of a diamond. And, of course, they are saying that this is rare, A, because it's part of that 10% that come from Russia and a couple other places in the world, and B, we're about to see about 90% of pink diamonds completely evaporate. So the yeah. timing couldn't be better for this to come to public. And what I, what I like about this particular diamond is it's purple-pink, right? Vivid. Um, and it's uh, internally flawless. Um, and it's oval. It's it's not a typical oval the way you you instantly think of one in your mind because it kind of has some more square edges to it. But um, you know we have a purple pink oval flawless diamond. Mm -hmm. um, now it's a fancy. It's not a vivid, but and it's it's not umpteen carats. carats. It's, it's under half a carat, but it's still a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So you could have something similar to this. Right, that that would definitely be in the same kind of. Uh, it, it shares many of the same characteristics. You know, I was looking up this diamond, Darren. I was looking up the the company, and um, some certain images came up, and it was so funny because I found I found a, a picture of one of our um, pear cut yellow diamonds that we had. Um, I I know the client who owns the the specific diamond, and it was on someone else's website. I see it all the time. The photos that we do. Are being are being taken and uh, put up as as someone else's diamonds. Well, this is an important time and space for pink diamonds in particular, but for all natural fancy colored diamonds because the tailwinds of this closing of the Argyle mine, which we've been discussing over the last countless number of years, is really putting pressure on a lot of the higher end natural fancy colored diamonds within the realm of each color. That's not to suggest every single fancy, fancy intense and fancy vivid yellow is going to uh, gain uh, faster than ever before. That is to say that the market expects change. And when the market expects change, two things happen. One, prices go higher. And two, hoarding starts to happen. So De Beers is reporting that, of course, because the Argyle mine is closing, and most people don't realize this, that the Argyle mine is essentially the largest single producer of white diamonds in the world. Uh, that, and that's in Australia. The, in Australia, that's 99% of their luxury exports are going to be evaporated with the closing of this. So very significant for Australia in that particular region in terms of economy. But this is going to produce a significant mentality change in who exposes themselves to diamonds, period. That means the average investor who is now looking at 
stocks, bonds, cash, maybe thinking about precious metals, but really just on the, the realm of the paper world is now going to get exposed to diamonds. And that's going to happen because the world is going to hear report after report, as we've seen over the last month from companies like Bloomberg and CNBC and CNN, who are all catching on to this change that's happening in the pink diamond industry and pushing it out through their websites because they want to be part of the news continuum uh, that reports on these particular topics. Now, now, as far as you're concerned, as uh, an expert in the realm of natural fancy colored diamonds, what effect will the mine have on diamonds, the closing of the Argyle mine in general? Well, I, I do think that it comes at a bad time for the Australian economy. That's, mm. that's number one. They, they really don't need to, to see that, that commodity stop bringing in um, profits. Dollars, of course. So that, that's, that's one thing. Um, it did come to the forefront after the Ellendale mine did close down. They're looking at maybe trying to get a little bit more out of that mine. But um, this is going to end up being an example of the future trend of the diamond mining industry, which is it's, it's in its twilight. This isn't the beginning. We're not talking about the late 1800s here with the beers. We're talking about after a hundred years plus of mining diamonds over the world or the world over, there's just not that many mines out there and there's a limited lifespan. Look at, look at the Argyle mine. It started in mid eighties and it's been in operation and they just, there's only so much juice you can get out of, out of, uh, out of a fruit. So this is going to be a trend going forward for, the rest of the world in terms of diamond mines and what that means eventually is and within our lifetime Darren is we could end up seeing or at least your children's lifetime there's no more mining so that means no more mining no more wholesalers no more buying direct from a mine which means everything is secondary market so imagine holding something very special in your fa in your family that no one else has for the next generation or two, what that's going to mean when there's no more diamonds coming to the market. Guildhallwealth.com. That's the site where you can go and actually see some of these natural fancy colored diamonds, including the Argyle pinks that we have available to the public. There is not a lot there, folks. I'll be truthful. This is a very difficult time for Guildhall to acquire uh, pink diamonds for you, the investor, to be able to hold at a fair price because prices are rising. They're going to continue to rise, and as you may or may not know, this is not a market where things go on sale anytime soon. Diamonds that don't sell today will sell next year, and if they don't sell next year, they will sell the year after that. And the prices, unfortunately, will be much, much higher. Pink diamond prices alone, as I read in almost three spots this week, one of which was a Bloomberg article, pink diamond prices in 20 years have risen 500%. I still can't get my mind around that because that's an average of 25% per year. And and at the end of the day, this is also part of this. This comes into the whole gold and silver market because it's part of the fact that in a debt ridden world where liquidity is going to become important, but more than liquidity is capital, right? You're going to, where are you going to get liquidity if you don't have capital? And that's where people move into assets because there's only so many assets out there in the world versus how much cash, paper, printed money has been just invented out of thin air out there that now someone owes the money on, right? So I think as 
precious metals move up as they're an inflationary hedge. I think rare diamonds that have a, a value unto themselves will also continue to rise under those type of factors as well. Inflation, dollar devaluations, the geopolitical unrest. Think about Hong Kong, right? If you're not allowed to bring gold out of the country in Hong Kong, well, what else are you going to bring out of the country, right? If you decide, I don't want to live in Hong Kong anymore, I need to move. Well, thank goodness you live in a, you live in a, a country, in a city that happens to be colored diamond bananas, well, if you are living in a city that's colored dime bananas, then you'll already have known about this. And if you are not, guildhallwealth.com, that's the website where you can go and look at these. And I encourage you to get a package. It's free. There's no obligation. If you haven't learned by now, this is not about twisting a person's arms. These decisions will come to you naturally. Trust me when I say it. When you see it and you hear the story and you do the search yourself, you do your own due diligence, you will fall in love with the idea of building wealth while holding such a beautiful asset in the palm of your hands, on a ring, in an earring, uh, in, in a beautiful necklace, however you want to hold it. That can be accomplished and will help you every step of the way at Guild Hall. Guildhallwealth.com, the website, or the number one eight seven seven eight silver Now, in addition to all this change, Jeremy, we should point out a couple of very key things. One, in the last segment you acknowledged we have, in the last portion of this segment, you acknowledge we have a flawless pink. Yes. That has been around now for longer than I would have ever thought it was. Maybe the word's not getting out quite quick enough. I'm amazed. But then again, Paul's not in a rush to sell it. No, we didn't even we didn't even get the photo. I think we we just got the photo uh, edited today uh, or yesterday, so it might go up on the site this weekend. I hope it does for the listeners right now. They can log on and and take a look at it. But uh, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Like people should set up a meeting just to see that diamond in particular. Well, that's something that they can accomplish again through the website or the number one eight seven seven eight silver to do so and set up an appointment, which is highly encouraged. You can see some gold and silver while you're at it. Figure out what to do with your portfolio in terms of adding gold and silver, what account might be best for you. Today, we happen to spend a bit of time on depository storage and also on the allocated financing account, and both would be a great way to venture into this market at day one and as well to own a diamond with that well then you're the best overall investor that a person could ask for because you're doing everything a little bit of everything that we've discussed and that creates the best overall uh, approach to owning hard assets now when we get back jeremy a little more on the inverted yield curve and its implications going forward uh, we're going to just before we close out uh, talk a little bit more about what to expect the rest of the year in terms of pricing. We said we'd talk a little bit more about what the long-term uh, pricing objects are for us. And yes, I'm you pulling out are the going crystal ball. Points. That's it. I'm pulling out the crystal ball as we speak. I've got the, uh, I've got the eight ball. I'm going to shake it around, and we're going to get some answers get when some we come back. Get some tea leaves. And uh, hopefully the Swami will be available to make a good call on this. But the fact is there are some big fundamentals at play that deserve our attention. We're going to discuss them when we come back. We hope you stay tuned. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the final segment of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Again, thanks for staying tuned. We greatly appreciate it. 
And uh, we know it takes time out of your day to listen in. Even if you're a casual listener or a passive listener, we want to say thank you and especially a big congratulations to those who have come aboard, added some gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamond over the last little week. We are unfortunately not able to say who won the Twitter contest this week because we're taping the show on a Thursday and that draw won't happen until tomorrow. Well, you're listening to this on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, We will, however, be announcing today that there is a new contest that's going to be starting September the 1st. So stay tuned. Those details will be forthcoming again, a Twitter contest and that Twitter contest. If you didn't get involved, we are absolutely sorry that you didn't, but it was a fun thing to do and look for the video coming up online. We'll put it on our YouTube channel of us announcing the winner and maybe even by the time you have heard this show. So go over to that uh, YouTube channel for Guildhall or to twitter.com slash guildhallwm. We love to hear your thoughts, your feedback. We'd also love for you to give us a little bit of love yourself. And if you like or want to follow us, please do so. We'd be happy to have you on board. And uh, if you want something specifically answered, please give us a direct contact. We'd be happy to do that with you. Now, Jeremy, Throughout this entire show, a couple of key uh, concepts here we've been discussing. One, the inverted yield curve. Big, huge story. Again, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now, but it should come as no surprise that this is a company almost exclusively by a recession within 8 to 15 months, usually about 9 months is the average right now, they say, of those inverted yield curves occurring. We have the idea of being that we're very, very close in terms of the fund, the funds, federal funds rate in the U.S. to zero. It's only a few, you know, 225 base points, whatever it is, above float. And that puts pressure on this notion we also discussed of negative rates. Imagine if you're in the Eurozone right now, Japan, other places in the world, going into a bank, giving them a dollar and, you know, a year later getting back 95 cents. Yeah, here's a... You did nothing with it. You just put it in there for safekeeping. You didn't want to spend it, do nothing. It just, here's a dollar, and a week and a year later, you get back 95 cents. Yeah, and you heard about that uh, bank in Denmark who's Mm -hmm. now giving negative mortgages. Yes. I mean, how desperate does a central bank have to be that they're literally paying you no money down? Please, just go buy a house. We'll pay you to buy a house. We just need it on the books that there's a loan out there, right? Like, that is a desperate desperate situation and um, I think Greg Hemke is bringing up some great points about the yield curve inverting just to uh, summarize again it means that you're getting paid more to borrow money short term than to not borrow money but to invest in borrowed money versus long term where you typically would get a longer rate to, to put your money into something for a longer time in this case it's it's inverted the premium is on short term so you know, go take your one-year GIC. You're going to get more money than the long-term GIC. We don't have that quite yet in Canada, but it's coming. Negative rates are coming. And I think his biggest point is that when the yield curve inverts, it's very good for for uh, gold because it means a recession's coming and that it also means that interest rates are going to go down, which is also really good for gold. And the question we have to ask ourselves looking into our crystal balls is, okay, if a downward slide in interest rates, like they just dropped interest rates in New Zealand, they've done it in the States, are they going to do it in Canada? Well, they're doing it everywhere else. If it's good for gold when rates go down, what's it going to look like when the rates go negative? That's right. And Hemke says that negative interest rates will be the single greatest fundamental rationale for 
precious metals ownership ever created. And he says, why? Because you've talked, I've talked, we've always said that a lot of people's fear about gold and silver is it doesn't pay a dividend like a stock. It, it's not like a house you can't live in it. It's not a food item. So you can't eat it. But the fact is there are opportunity costs associated with gold, as you said earlier in the show. He's saying that, well, what would you rather do? Go ask a person that's holding a negative interest rate account in euros right now and say to them, would you rather have an ounce of gold or would you rather have the equivalent in euros gaining negative interest rates because you feel safer that the bank will be there in a year? Well, in this environment, nothing is for sure except for what you hold and what you own yourself. Don't leave it up to somebody else. Don't allow somebody else to take the control unless you've given that control. Know where your money is and know not only that the money is worth something, but that it's invested in something that's making money. That's gold. That's silver. That's natural fancy colored diamonds. And I think given this yield inversion, yield curve inversion, and knowing that, hey, the stock market's been on a roll, um, real estate's been on a roll, all good things come to an end in that sense. The cycle is coming to an end. And then you have to add to that the whole debt issue that's a, that's occurring with it. The debts are way bigger than they were back in 2008. And I think I think investors need to ask themselves, are they ready for another 2008? Are they prepared? Are they prepared to lose the way they did in 2008? Or are they prepared to wait to get back any losses that could be incurred if a recession hits, you know, the, I think the other thing that we have to really just admit by the observations recently in the last year or so is we are headed into extreme volatile times. There is extreme volatility on the stock market. You know, oh, it jumps down. Everyone panics. It goes back up the next day because Trump capitulates on, on tariffs and everyone just breathes a sigh of relief. But they don't do anything about it. They just breathe a sigh of relief. Right. But we're headed into more, more volatility all over the place. And the debts are only going to add to that. The the money that's out there is only going to add to it. Um, you know, the money that's been created. QE is only going to add to it. Negative rates are only going to add to it. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for another 2008? Are you ready to wait it out again? I don't know if people loved waiting five years to get back to zero, which isn't ahead. That's just back to black. Right. So I think that's something that is also pushing people into gold. My biggest concern for the precious metals going forward is that supply. Is there going to be enough out there? Um, and for people who are getting involved, we'd like to see people involved in that market and have a portion of their portfolio in precious metals before the prices are higher and before the premiums are higher. Well, we have a major debt crisis on our hands already. Uh, nothing's going to change that. There is no policy that can be altered to effectively deal with it quick enough. And what's going to uh, end up happening is we're going to see the printing presses turn back on. That's inevitable. It's coming. Get ready for it. Here it comes. The value of your currency going to drop. Get ready for it. Here it comes. We're slowly getting used to the idea that our money's already making very little for us in an account. Get ready for the idea of when you're going to pay the bank to put money in there. So to avoid that, to get your money into gold and silver, go over to guildhallwealth.com. You can go to that website and ask for a free investor kit. Whether you realize it or not, the cusp 
of the greatest financial crisis in the modern world may be in front of our eyes as we speak. I do not have the money, nor can I afford another 2008-9, and I'm in a position to be protected from precious metals, buy precious metals, and to grow my wealth, but I cannot afford to lose half of my wealth like many did back in that time. And like you said, only now have the lucky ones gotten back to zero or flush where they can say, I gained back the money I lost. It took me 10 years to do it where I could have had other assets, anything, including real estate, which has been tremendous. I'm not willing to take that risk. So when it comes down to it, you want to protect yourself. Let's try something different. Go over to guildhallwealth.com. That's the website. Call one eight seven seven eight silver What have you got to lose? Get an investment package. They are going to be chocked full of information on gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, and it will include our expertise. You can speak to us directly when you call. If you have a specific question you want to ask any of us, you can do so. We'll be happy to oblige to answer that for you. Again, guildhallwealth.com. Now, Jeremy, before we end the show today, um, what, I mean, I have an opinion of what the specific um, kind of, not last straw, but the most um, impactful moment of this potential crisis, what will be the most impactful moment that will really trigger this downside? I have an opinion of what it is. Do you have an opinion of what you think might be the single greatest problem faced by the economy right now? Is it debt in your opinion? Is it the, is it the potential of quantitative easing and, and how that impacts currency? What is it for you? I think that I don't think there's a specific black swan the way there was in 2008 with subprime mortgages. I think that it's it's more instead of just dominoes falling. I think I think of it more like a science experiment where where just certain things start to happen and boil over. Like you you get Deutsche Bank who because of low interest rates had to start taking on more and more risk. And what are their counterparties? What happens if they if they fall as a bank, right? Can Germany really bail out that bank? Can they nationalize the bank the way the the way China nationalized its fourth largest bank? What is going to happen? Where is that final straw going to be? Is it going to have – I can tell you this. Will it have been a result of what they tried to do to fix the 2008 crisis? Yes, absolutely. Bailing out bad banks and letting banks have bad behavior, printing – trillions of dollars and lowering interest rates to try to blow up um, a, a bubble in the economy is not going to fix anything. So what's going to happen is we're going to have a bigger 2008-like event, in my opinion, now that we're looking into the crystal ball. And I think that, that that's what's needed to have happened. We needed the hangover so that we can get back to some semblance of normalcy. I do think that we're going to need some sort of confidence in the currencies, confidence in the financial sector. And I do think gold brings that. And whether or not they they back a currency with gold or whether or not people just realize they come back to gold as an asset to be held, um, that remains to be seen. Let's look at our crystal balls, though. Where do you see the price prices headed, Darren? Well, or I, is it even a question of price? Well, I think the, the impetus, the, the key moment, is going to be the way Federal Reserve banks set interest rates. Okay. They are all on this what they call enjoyable moment down and the spiral down to zero. And uh, unfortunately, 
they have up till now been able to enjoy the economic benefits of growing a debt-based economy. And with the luxury of new debt being subjected to low interest rates, it basically has meant that people and businesses, they acquire debt at low rates and the Fed has created. And I think that the Federal Reserve around the world, all the central banks are going to lose control of the interest rates. Confidence. Correct. And when that happens, no matter what they do, that crisis is well set in and it sends gold to 3000 or higher within 60 months, silver to 150 an ounce also within 60 months of that moment happening. So this could come within the next 60 months. It could come within the next eight years. I think no matter what, it takes gold to 3000 or higher. That's my, that's my Darren guaranteed per ounce price when this happens. Now, a lot of analysts will say 10,000 an ounce. They'll go crazy. It could be 60,000 an ounce. I think 3,000 an ounce is doable. That's where we're heading, and I think that's in a doable time frame where somebody who had a crisis within the confidence they have of their dollar, of their economy, of their government, could benefit tremendously from the ownership of a hard asset like gold or silver or natural fancy colored diamonds. I would say, you know, silver could easily go to $70 an ounce and it would not be much to blink at considering a lot of major stocks out there trade for much, much higher prices. When you start to look at the fundamentals, supply, demand, how much is out there, where the price, how undervalued they are, I think silver could easily go well beyond its $50 all-time high into the $70 range. And yes, I think... Personally, I do think it should be a triple-digit metal. Great. I like that, and I think that if you're listening, uh, you've heard a lot of information today. This is The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Go over to twitter.com slash guildhallwm. Uh, Get ready. Contest coming up September 1st. We're going to be giving away some more gold or silver, so get excited about that. And congratulations to the winner uh, that won announced on the YouTube channel. Go over and check it out. Uh, and we love to hear from you. If you have anything to say about the show or you want to give us feedback, please contact us. We'll be happy to speak with you anytime. You have been tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.